From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open a cold beer and let's get after it. See, uh, we're watching our weight today, huh? Got some locale, uh, locale hazy IPA. Yeah, the uh, I got it actually last week. The uh, the bottle looked dope. The can looked dope. I didn't even see what kind it was. So, but it's a dope ass. What is this? Uh, what are we hippies? Uh, yeah. Got us a de- got us the Deadhead IPA. It's a uh, Destile Brewery and uh, up in Illinois. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, little actually, yeah, it's not horrible. I like it. No, it's yeah, it's very light on the on the hops, which yeah. is generally your hatred. Yeah. You taste the, the hops at the front, but you don't taste as so much as in the back. So it's kind of a, a upfront taste. All right, today uh, we've got uh, talking a little bit about the trade deadline. We are looking at uh, the Canucks. We've we're talking about a little bit of uh, college basketball, and our main topic of the day is greatest individual individual records in sports. We're giving a little consensus ranking. We got games of the week. Uh, we got a little. Uh, uh, issue on a southwest plane uh and we're talking justice league snyder cut uh, how are you this week buddy uh doing pretty good i would have been doing better uh had i come back and and taken out old gino aka little thump uh in our bracket challenge i stormed back from eighth place to to get second but uh congratulations to gino you didn't uh you didn't succumb to my uh my comeback and you got that nice Target gift yeah. card, right? And, yeah. Uh, his, his name is actually uh, Isaac uh, Kriekemeyer. Well, uh, he's Gino yeah. Lil Thump to yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, congrats to uh, to Isaac. We uh, He got that Target gift card and he's uh, he won our bracket. Uh, so looking forward to next year and uh, hopefully one of us will take it next year. And I mean, we'll still then send out we a gift can get card. The gift card. <laughs> and then we can get the gift card and I'm, I'm going to go take my gift card and change it for all pennies and send out a video of me showering <laughs> in the pennies uh, yeah. that I've won from you guys. He won pretty handily, too. It was, I, I said, I, you know, I stormed back, but he won by uh, he won by 190 points and, um, you know, pretty much took it down. The Baylors of us moved right to the top. Um. One and one, two, three. You were doing pretty strong, and then dropped to fifth after the loss. Yeah, I'll tell you the the guy that picked Illinois. He was destroying us. If it wasn't wasn't for his pick yeah. uh, of Illinois, he probably probably could have won it. But uh, congratulations! Uh, what a great tournament. I'm sure we're going to talk about it momentarily. But yeah. I've been doing otherwise. I've been doing well. Lost a lot of money on the final. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I just had the had this feeling. I mean, I had a little bit that I lost for, based on Gonzaga, but. Um, but for the most part, I put most of my money towards the towards Baylor. Yeah. I was just feeling it. I would have been fine if Gonzaga kept it close. <laughs> like if they had been competitive, because what where I lost out the most on was not hitting the over. Yeah, and hit, missing the miss. I missed an, I missed an over. Um, I had a couple of things. I mean, it was just not. I had their plus Gonzaga plus four and a half, which you thought was 
printing money, essentially. I mean, the game was not close. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll discuss yeah. more in depth. But, all right. Don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver and Patreon to support the show. And don't forget to download and comment on the show. Uh, and uh, we'll read your comment out loud, good or bad, preferably good. But uh, all right, let's jump straight into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. Eric Stahl, I bet he's happy to be out of Buffalo, showing it on the ice. Scores an OT winner in his first uh, uh, Montreal game. Man. Yeah, that was a that was a nice goal too. Uh, I mean, it, what a great addition for. The Habnadians, they needed a little influx uh, from a guy like that. So, uh, so yeah, congratulations to him. Um, yeah, sure now they just gotta be... rescue the rest of the uh, stars from the from the Sabers, get them out of that hostage situation. It, it, exactly. I think they're just gonna. We're not doing an expansion draft this year. You just get Buffalo's yeah. team. Uh, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was something I did read, and I want to. I think next week we'll talk about it. Is uh, you know the trade deadline, obviously, but if you look at the all the players on waivers, I bet you could put together a, a team of just players on waivers that could beat Buffalo. A pretty solid squad. I mean, Ghost of Spare just went to to waivers pretty recently. I think is yeah. that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but all right, uh, trade deadline is closing in uh, on Monday, April twelfth, which will be uh, after this episode airs, but before the ne- uh, next week's. So we might do, we might talk about maybe doing like a, you know, last year, I think with the NFL draft, we did like a live show uh, on, on, uh, on zoom or something to talk about it. So maybe we'll, or immediately after, yeah, immediately or, after we'll do a little something where we just quickly talk about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. so uh, let's talk about little projections and where we think players are going to go. First up right now, I think he's kind of the talk of the town Kyle Palmieri, uh, uh, here a little bit of stats, just turned 30, 25 to 30 goal scorer over 82 games on average throughout is, his career. Is his age really a stat though, Bobby? Uh, I mean, yeah, technically, mm-hmm. if you look at his stat sheet, it's up there. Well, it's there. It's a, more of the header of the stats. Well, I think when he, when he's considered an asset and people are, you know, going to pay for him, then yeah, I mean, they got to take his age into consideration. Sure, sure, but it's not a statistic though. Well, all right. Just, you know, I just want to put my... Stats and info. There we go. Yeah. There we yeah. go. I'm, I'm inter- more interested in this conversation <laughs> now. Uh, one of the few finishers on that team uh, who, in that team, uh, the Devils will miss the playoffs for three years in a row, and they've missed it eight out of the ten past seasons. Not looking good for them and their long-term uh, outlook. So, logical landing spots. I've got down here Boston, Edmonton, the Islanders, Toronto. Are you kind of on that same page, or do yeah, you have any other I, ones outside of there? Yeah, those are those are... Are definitely good, uh, good landing spots. I want to throw in there potentially Tampa too. Uh, Tampa, you know, always reloading and, and grabbing uh, any anybody and everybody they can get. I mean, you know, it's hard to say Vegas isn't a decent landing spot either, uh, depending on what they're what they're looking for. But uh, but your your four that you have are pretty solid choices. You kind of stole the the good choices there, so uh, maybe. You know, maybe Panthers uh, could be a could be a good option down the stretch. Hurricanes. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the teams that are uh, competing. I, I would say fit wise, I will say Tampa Bay. Their current cap space is three hundred and seventy thousand. That's never stopped them before. <laughs> and their projected cap space after the uh, I guess after the All Star or after the after the uh, trade deadline is zero. So we'll see what happens. So Paul Mary. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think probably most logical, uh, especially of the teams that you have, 
I mean, I may, I'm thinking Boston. They need a little influx um, of a guy like Palmieri. So, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Boston yeah. for for Palmieri. Yeah, uh, Palmieri is a UFA after I believe this season. Uh, he was making uh, four and a half million. Uh, so that's a pretty decent. I mean, not nice not, a, not a large contract by any means, but it's you, pretty. You good. think he'll get? You think he'll get a four and a half mil again? Ooh, I, I really think it depends on where he goes. But yeah, I mean, I think he. I mean, he's. He's he's a hitter, not a hitter as in like a, he gets hits, but I mean he's a he's a big hitter as far as you know he's uh, for getting you some points on that team. He's got a big name, yeah. uh, you know. I, I don't know that. I mean, four and a half mil is not too too much. Yeah. Uh, I would and say I, honestly, I think uh, it, what Eric Stahl's, especially that first game, it's going to help a lot of these players on bad teams because now it's like okay, maybe a lot of these players' issues these past season or two seasons have just been there on bad teams. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll see. Um, it's hard to, you know, I mean, it's those guys that are that are great usually stand out no matter what. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, Palmieri hasn't been bad uh, yeah. by any means. I mean, he, as you know, relatively speaking, he's been standing out on that team throughout the last couple of years. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, that's we could have stood out on that team, I feel yeah. like. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, the Devils are, are, are looking a lot better. I just don't think that he's re-signing there. So get what you can yeah. for him for sure. Uh, the, what used to be every GM's great white Buffalo Taylor Hall. First off, will he be traded? What do you think? Man, that's a, that's a tough question that I should have prepared for. Um, I think, I think so. I think it's gotta, I think it's gonna be back to the complete drawing board for Buffalo. That's an expensive asset that you can, you can gain some other pieces with, uh, I, I, I would imagine it would really depend on Jack Eichel's feeling on it. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would imagine he would be consulted on whether or not they move a guy like Taylor Hall. I wouldn't be surprised if Eichel's out there. I don't know what his contract situation's like. Uh, before I leave this page, Taylor Hall's currently, you know, everyone. I mean, his contract's well known. He's UFA after this year, and he's making eight million. Jack Eichel is he signed. <laughs> He's got a 10 million, 10 million contract until 25, 26. So, yeah, I figured I mean, he was pretty I, I, must, I don't know what his, uh, his uh, no trade clause is, but you got to think he's got to be thinking about waiving that soon. He want, he probably want to get out of there. Question is, are people going to pay 10 million? Are people going to pay him $10 million a year? I think if, if given the opportunity, they would, but I don't think that Buffalo would try. I mean, you can't trade him if you're Buffalo, you know, yeah. I mean, that that's a, well, I don't a think it's them looking. I think it's in, it, it, the time's going to come when he might demand a trade and like, you know, yeah. pull up here, look to bra and just kind of, but sit. they're already bad. So, I mean, yeah. you know, like we're already terrible. If you want to sit there and not and get injured not get it, and, you know, just hang out, that's cool. You know, I'm, I don't like that. I don't like it when, especially when it's like, you know, if, if it's a more of a money thing, you know, it's still kind of up in the air to me. Yeah, because it's, like it's not like he signed there when they were great and then all of a sudden they just didn't live up to. I mean, he signed there knowing yeah. what was the I, situation was. I don't, I don't like the force out when it's and it, when it's not a situation of you're getting underpaid. You just don't like the team you're on. Like, that's that's garbage to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of these running backs in the NFL. I understand you guys got a slow, a low period of time that you can play play football and you're getting go and they're getting away with paying you next to nothing on these rookie contracts. I understand that yeah. that's your whole life is ahead of you and you have to plan for your retirement within a five to 10 year window sometimes. And most of the time, even less than that, that makes more sense. You're getting 10 and a half, 10 and a half mil bro a year. 
I don't care if you're you hadn't won a game since you've yeah. been there, you know, in my mind. So but uh what do you think? So he is a uh, little info. He's about to turn 30. Uh he's got two playoffs in 11 NHL seasons. So the question is and I put a little Reddit uh sarcastic there so for the listeners, is it him that's the issue or is it the teams that he's on? Uh I think that's sarcastic. It could also be real. Um cuz I mean he, I think he, it's a combo though. Yeah. Honestly, I mean I th- I really do think it's it's almost as if he just decides to play when he wants to. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's the case. I don't watch a whole lot of Taylor Hall hockey. But I mean there are there are times when he turns it on yeah. and he looks like the MVP that he he once was and there are times that he looks disinterested yeah. in even playing. Now is that a you know, is that a nature of Buffalo being playing at Buffalo and Arizona? But to be fair, he signed at Buffalo, right? Yeah. He didn't. It wasn't like he was traded there and yeah. just had to go play at Buffalo. He went. You decided to sign there. And I think a lot of it is is a lot of teams look at Taylor Hall and as much as the talent he is at that price point, could they get the same quality or better out of two four million dollar guys? I mean, and and have people who are, you know, who are, you know, have better uh, the, chances if someone gets injured. I mean, the floor is absolutely better. I would say the ceiling would. Well, not yeah. Be. So so I would say the question that that's is how often the, you're going to get that ceiling with with a guy like Taylor Hall. You know, it's been a couple of seasons since we've seen, you know, the Taylor Hall who you know, we've seen streaks of him playing yeah. well. I mean, he played pretty well in the playoffs last season. I mean, he's got to make it to the playoffs. True, <laughs> true. Um. But yeah, anyway, so do you think the return for him now, if they did trade, would be like, because last time we know what he can get. He's been trading enough. He usually gets a low level prospects, a first round pick and a conditional pick. Do you think he gets that same return or do you think his value is yes. starting to go down? I think that the, I think that Buffalo is silly to not. To not get that at that point, you know, just, well, I'm not going to let you have him. You know, I'm going to keep my ball and go home yeah. if I'm not getting what I what I want out of this. It's, well, do you th- I mean, I think that with him being a UFA, the question is, are, are they smart to do that? I mean, or it's better to get something rather than because, I mean, he might just I mean, there's a good chance he just walks next season. I mean, and then he just becomes goes free agent. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think it's more of the case that you're going to have four or five teams really vying to pay that price to get him in. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it's almost for 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 some of these higher higher ranked teams that are going to have poor draft picks. It's almost worth the worth the risk, you know. I mean that that player can plug in and put you over the top. Come uh, <clears throat> come playoff time, I think that teams will pay it. I I agree. They definitely should get something, but uh, but I mean I think he'll still hit that same price point. Yeah. It's a name at this yeah, point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, landing spots. Uh, Boston has almost a no scoring beyond their top line. And him on a David Kretschke line would be very nice. And I've, I've actually got to talk about that on the fantasy show later this week. New York Islanders, Anders Lee is done. Uh, so, I mean, he, I mean, and the abs, that, that would be a, I mean, he'd be a really fun to watch on the abs. Uh, and then maybe just Carolina. Yeah, I like, I like your Islanders suggestion. I feel like that team fits him fairly well uh, based on his you know, the skill set that we've seen that he has. I don't know yeah. if he still has it, but <laughs> at one point he had a skill set and it seems like they, he, he would fit well there in, uh, in New York. Again, good set of teams that you, that you've picked here. 
Uh, Carolina, I'm not so sure. I don't know. Yeah, if I kind of put that the one at the end because that was more yeah. of a long shot. Uh, you know, maybe them, maybe Florida, but I don't. You know how te- players have a, you know, and teams have a feel. It just doesn't yeah, feel right. Happen, it just yeah. doesn't feel right to me. Uh, now, not to say that it couldn't, and he, you know, yeah. wouldn't go and do I feel well. Like it would look like in my head. I'm picturing him in these jerseys. Him in an Islanders jersey, I feel like is the best fit. And that's not even that's just from not even a like an analytical yeah. standpoint. That's just well, it looks right. You're just thinking back back old school to some Edmonton jerseys. Yeah. You know, you looked good in that, bro. Yeah. Why not go over and get the other orange and yeah. blue? Uh yeah. So the Islanders could could really use it. I want to throw another one out here. The Capitals maybe uh and I, I don't know cap wise if they're an actual option, but yeah. um, I mean you gotta think that he's gonna be getting eight <clears throat> mil again soon, right? Like like yeah, he, I mean, I don't, I don't see, see him signing for less than that. I, I mean, I don't know if the market will be there for eight mil. Well, okay, so the Islanders' current cap space is a little bit over eight mil. The Washington Capitals, their cap space, ten dollars, not ten thousand, straight Which, up ten dollars. Now, if this is if this is like an <laughs> can't even fill up on gas to get him to the stadium. If this is like an inflation like worth type of thing. That sounds about right. It sounds like you're overpaying a little bit for what you're what you're getting. I mean, at that point, you just go and get Rocco That's just Grimaldi. So weird. I, I know I've said this before a long time ago, but it's so weird that a team, a professional sports team, would leave themselves with ten dollars in the bank. And Why not just, just tossing it to somebody? Be like, here you go, buddy. Yeah, like, <laughs> like no. In we, contract negotiations, be like, hey, well, okay, let's meet in the middle. You want a couple more million? We'll we'll throw an extra ten bucks. We got ten. We'll throw we in a, we'll throw a ten dollar gift card. Or he's like, all right, the guy they're they're in heated negotiations. He's like, fine, ten more dollars a year. It's like that's actually our safety net, but yeah. we don't want to just drop in our ten. We don't know when Taylor Hall is going to become available. That was, so our, gotta- <laughs> that was our first ten spot, <laughs> so we earned that. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be you know going to have to pry that from our hands. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a there's a couple good options, and I think. Some teams would be silly not to not to push after it if it's not affecting the future long term. Yeah, uh, but I also did see, and I saw it this morning, is the uh, for Taylor Hall. Uh, the Preds briefly came into the discussion. Wouldn't that be wild if this is the year David this Poyle finally decides to chase Pull the a big winger like that? Pull the trigger. Yeah, we're gonna you know we'll I mean, take him. We yeah. want you know as long as he's here enough for me to get a Taylor Hall jersey, I'm cool. Yeah, right. I mean, just a quick trade through, yeah. you know, that, that'd be nice. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's really uh, the main two players we're talking about. We will be talking more about it. You know, there's so many. I mean, there's so many players that could be traded. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, so we're going to move on to the Canucks COVID issues, uh, which is now affecting 17 players. The team's primary doctor uh, wonders if they should even or will return it all this season. He says one player now has uh, has the P1 variant, which was discovered in Brazil. Uh, and some of the reports. Bro. Come- he didn't take a vaccine. He's not turning into a crocodile, is he? Maybe. <laughs> if you look forward to the doc, we might have to fight him. Uh, but uh, reports of some of the players having severe symptoms. I mean, I, I don't see if this is the case and some of these players are having severe symptoms. I mean, this sounds, I mean, this they're sounds, not, in a, they're not, they're realistically, they're not in, a, in the playoffs. This sounds like a cop out. So we don't have to watch any more Vancouver Canuck hockey anymore is really what it sounds like. Uh, I don't know that. I mean, I agree. Fine. Go, go to your, go to your farm team, go to your AHL team, go to and field 20 players. That's my thought process on it is field 20 players. Obviously the internet is filled with idiots, but there's been what I think what people are forgetting that there is a gray area. People are either like, but. 
put them on the ice. They're, they're grown men. If they're sick, they're sick. Or, well, no, not or, the sick ones. Um, no, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Or the other side of this is <laughs> cancel the season. There is a middle ground. You know, vaccines are rolling out. Go get you some AHL players. I mean, listen, you're not going to make the playoffs. Field an AHL team. Let them, you know, just, let, you know, pay them some money. And put, I mean, maybe your healthy players that are vaccinated, get them out there with them. It's, it's a learning experience for your young guys. You know, and you know, I and I mean, your 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 vets, you know, your vets, you know, don't let them get injured for next year, and just play out the season. Yeah, not uh, just that, but you, you'll have fans in the stadium. <clears throat> the team will be making some money. These young guys on HL yeah, will be yeah, making some more money. Youthful. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I don't think that this is a, a situation. I mean, if you want to forfeit the game, that's fine. The other team gets the win. You know, in my opinion, yeah, I just don't think that. Right here at the end of the season, we can put a train halt on it because one team is having a bad experience with it. You're telling me there ain't 20 guys out there that want to play professional hockey? That's a load of crap. I don't care if you don't have your best players out there. Right, dude. I mean, you know, Mark Wahlberg will show up (laughs) and you'll you'll have a Mark Wahlberg type on your team. I'm Mark Wahlberg. Hey, I'm just here to play some hockey. How's your mama? (laughs) (laughs) Say hello to your mama for me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, yeah, it's, it's terrible and I hope everybody's okay. But again, I don't think that this isn't like last season where... You know, six and seven and eight and eight and nine teams are all getting, you know, positive cases and yeah. stuff. And there's no protocol. So that, I mean, it's Canada. They're 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 like required to quarantine for 14 yeah. days after almost anything. I did think it's funny. A uh, one of the play by play guys for the Habs kind of came out and said, yeah, it really shows that, you know. They don't know what they're doing over there, unlike us. And I think he forgot that they also were shut down for like a week and a half for COVID outbreak. <laughs> well, they, were they were they at the time shut down? Because that's all that matters yeah, in the world of like, sports. I think, I think they were less than a week activated from being <laughs> shut down. Then he was activated. He was in the clear. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see. I actually did, you know, not even thinking about it, have a Canucks game on my games of the week, which I did switch out quickly, which is permitted as long as the show has not aired. Yeah. But all right, let's move on to outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. All right, Rory Williams retires. Uh, where does he land in the greatest uh, NCAA men's coaching list? Uh, we've got a little bit different list here. I only did my top three. But I think all in all, the same people, our top our top five are the same, just you, in different, a little bit of different order. You asked where he landed, so I had to do out my full to my point of him landing. So yeah. I had on the comments his actual stats. It looks like they're not there anymore. I don't know where Doesn't they matter. Yeah. Either way, it was it was he done good at North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, he is uh <laughs> I believe number three in the all times wins. He uh passed Bobby Knight, I believe. Uh, and then I think in front of him is Joe Bonheim and then coach K at number one. Uh, yeah, my, listen, I got my top three, Mike, and I'm going to butcher the last name. Like I always do. Krasinski. Krasinski. Uh, Krasinski. I think I'm thinking of Monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, John Wooden, uh, Roy Williams. And then I've got, uh, 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 who do I, I've got Bobby Knight and Dean Smith behind him. Uh, so yeah, I think you've got the same five, just in a different order. Yeah, uh, John Wooden, no question to me, greatest all time. And I was, and I realized I was like, did he say greatest college basketball coach or men's college basketball coach? Because Pat Summit 
would fall above Roy Williams in here if we were talking coach all time. Maybe even Gino Ariema. But I have John Wooden, uh, Coach K second, Bobby Knight, dude. I, I got him third. Uh, Dean Smith and then Roy Williams. I felt it was wrong to rank the Padawan above the master. Uh, so, but uh, I mean, Roy Williams is a has been a dominant force in college basketball. I know that the ACC teams are glad to see him go. Uh, I know that Duke fans are glad to see him go. He was a good guy. He was a good good basketball coach. Uh, I mean, the North Carolina teams that he put on the floor were nothing short of phenomenal. I mean, you know, them not making it to the uh, you know, second round this year was was sad for him since this is his last year. But I just have a hard time feeling bad for North Carolina basketball fans. So yeah. Um, but you know, congrats to to Roy Williams. I uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I don't I don't guess that we've ever been alive for college basketball season where he hasn't been the coach, right? I don't. Yeah. Um, do you think so? I know like with Joe Bonheim, this, the scandals are one of the things that brought him down out of the top five. Uh, do you think that this, any of the scandals that Roy Williams, Joe Bayheim, sorry. No, you're okay. Uh, Don't be sorry. Yeah. I just wasn't know who you were talking yeah. about. Uh, I, the scandals did him so hard. I forgot his first name. Um, <laughs> do you think any of the scandals, uh, at UNC will leave a, any form of mark on his legacy? No, 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 no. No way. Nobody, nobody remembers scandals yeah. or anything like that. I mean, in my opinion, it's because it wasn't, it wasn't like he was like banging kids or something, right? Like <laughs> no. it was like, just like a general. Yeah, I think scandals. it's what all teams do. And he just got caught doing well, like it. Joe Paterno is a guy that whose whole reputation yeah. has been completely tarnished. So, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, just some general basketball stuff like that everyone knows was happening anyway. That happens everywhere. Your team just happened to get caught doing it. You know, yeah. like, yeah. So I, I don't think that it will it will tarnish his his long-term thought process or record like something like Joe Paterno went through, which duh, did and should yeah. ru- ruin his reputation for life. I can't um, remember. Did they take down his statue? I believe time? they did. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty big deal. I remember when all that stuff was coming out, man. That was wild. Yeah. Like. I never thought that I would remember an old school, you know, Penn State coach, Jerry Sandusky. I will remember that name forever. <laughs> and I mean, what a horrible series of events yeah. when that when that all went down. It was just it was like watching a car crash that you just could not look away from. Yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't think that I remember the uh, there's a someone <clears throat> not related to the incident at all. Another guy named Jerry Sandusky. And he got so many death threats online and like people were like uh, like yep. like threatening to burn his house down and would dox him and he's like i'm not that guy <laughs> <laughs> he's like let's go to his house i'm down i'm not interested he's ruined my name yeah. <laughs> uh he's like i shouldn't be the one to change it. he's the one who sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> office space in a month yeah. Yeah. um all right national championship uh the baylor bales apps bears absolutely just uh, destroy uh, Gonzaga, the as uh, you know, I think it was what a sixteen point game it ended up as a sixteen point game. Yeah, I and think honestly, it, it was it was not as close as even that score made it look. I, think I mean, it got up to nineteen. Yeah, at I one think point. at one point it was like twenty is what I. And it was. I mean, they just anytime the Zags got any form of momentum, they just Bears just matched them. I think Which they went on one ten to two run. 
Oh, dude, right there when they got that, when they had that 10 to 2 run where the game was looking, okay, this is what we need as, you know, over betters and, you know, yeah. close betters and Gonzaga betters need this right here. And then old boy rolled down there and, and put a three in guy's eye. Yeah, and it was, was at that dagger. point, it was like, okay. Yeah, it was over before uh, the second half started in my eyes. It was. It wasn't close enough. Uh, and they just looked. The I mean, half. I know they, you know, I know coaches always tell the teams, leave it all on the, on the, on the court, but don't leave all of it on the court before the championship. Leave something in the tank. Cause Florida. they, just, they looked fatigued. They looked <laughs> just, they, I don't know. It was, listen, Baylor played amazing. They outperformed them. They looked amazing, but it, Something about the Zags just looked like they weren't even communicating well. Some bad passes. That, that Baylor's couldn't that, rebound that, at all. That Baylor's team was just a team like yeah. like no other they had faced. Uh, I mean, and the I mean, they problem got three, was they got three centers and they're they're, they're just so big. Well, they're they, so big and strong, and they just weren't. There were Gonzaga weren't, wasn't catching any breaks, yeah. and so that that'll hurt you in a game of runs like basketball. Where, yeah, you can go on an 8-0 run, but when the other team can go down three trips and drop a three in your in your face, it was free throws down the stretch. You know, I felt like when momentum was shifting a little bit and we got a little bit of movement, then miss free throws would happen. You just can't you just can't have it. And I think you said before the tournament ever started when we discussed this, free throws are gonna be key. And I don't know that they had such a long term impact over across the whole tournament, but it is very yeah, clear impact on the overbetters. It well that, <laughs> but it had it was very clear that it had a massive impact. Whether or not, you know, I don't think they missed twenty free throws that would have tied the game up. Turnovers, yeah. turnovers, and missed free throws were the dagger last night. Yeah. Uh, besides the fact that I think that Gonzaga could have gone out there and played their best basketball game and doesn't even seem like it would have been close still. I mean, honestly, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but after watching that game last night, I, I agree. I, yeah. I wouldn't have said that beforehand. And I think, I think a lot of it is that, you know, they, it would have been nice to see that game on December 5th. Yeah. I wonder how different this, both of their seasons would have been if they'd played on December 5th, because at one point, like right before the half, you could tell the, the Zags players, they lost their confidence. Oh, you saw them. You saw them passing out of open threes nonstop. Can I? Can I go ahead and say though that I know exactly why this happened? Why? Uh, Timmy cleaned up his beard, bro. Uh, he, you know, he just had the handlebar again, bro. You started. You. He made it a thing where he started the tournament with the handlebar mustache, and then each round he just had let it grow into yeah. the patches of the area. Well then, before the championship game, you decide to shave? No, yeah, bro. You that's on his gotta, mom because he was saying you, like his mom was openly saying like I wish he would shave it. Like, well, mom, you go win a national yeah. title, bro. Like, look, yeah. it's either you shave it in between each game or you don't change it you up, can't man. Sh- before the it, championship, it could be something game? as simple as you know. Listen, this isn't just like you know superstition. The, Maybe he had razor burn. Well, Maybe he, like he just felt weird. Well, like, Stephanie said it was the aerodynamics. Yeah. He he just didn't look like the same basketball player. Uh, and I I mean I just want to go ahead and say yeah. that the shaving you can't be shaving. You can't just be shaving like that. That's not that's not acceptable. And I hope his teammates are blaming him for the loss. <laughs> that's just that, that's just where I'm at right uh, now. Uh, MLB season is, uh, has started. Uh, favorite to win it. I haven't really done much research as far as, you know. Your boy feeling like Pete Rose, dude. Betting on baseball, oh, yeah. losing so much money, yeah. dude. So much money I won. I'm actually 
officially now positive because I won two in a row. I've been taking team overs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which, so I mean, I, I did. Ter- uh, I've been terrible so far. So I did. Or I had Orioles over three and a half last night, and they had, had zero. So that was. I, oh, I, I did lose that. I'll but. tell you what. I did win uh, a boost bet the other day where it was Rockies and Dodgers. No run scored in the first inning. So nice. won a good little little boost on that. Yeah. But other than that, no, I've been uh, I've been horrendous. So but anyway, who's your favorite to win it? I haven't done. I, I couldn't. I mean, maybe the uh, maybe the Dodgers. It's, I don't know. it's baseball, Greg. Nobody does any research. I mean, you're basically you can just say one of the main teams, and it's probably going to be a close hit. Uh, I don't. I just don't. Th- I don't think the Dodgers are repeating. Uh, the Yankees, the one game that I watched and lost money on, didn't impress me. Uh, so they're completely dead to me. Uh, <laughs> Um, man, it's, it's a, it's a tough one this year for sure. Going back to a full season, I think that I am going to go with, I'm going to go off the cuff a little bit. I'm going to go with the Padres. Not bad. I think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sticking with the Dodgers. I could see the, um, the Mets, you know, maybe making a run. Yeah. Mets are, Mets are looking pretty decent. Um, I mean, it's hard to bet against the Dodgers or the Yankees at this point. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, they're both the clear better team in their uh, in their respective divisions. I think we can all agree, no one cares as long as it's not the Astros. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, we're moving into our main topic of the day. We're talking greatest individual. Oh, well, NFL draft is twenty three oh, days away, bro. You. Yeah, good call. Almost forgot I, about that. I didn't. We don't. I don't have anything to talk about. Me I just either. basketball is now over. Or college basketball is now over. Twenty three days away. Just want to keep everybody up to date. Yeah. All right, main topic of the day: greatest individual records in sports. We're going to give a consensus rating. Uh, we'll start off at number ten. Uh, so. Uh, Pete Rose, 4,256 career hits. He is a no, in my opinion, a no brainer Hall of Famer. Dude's not a Hall of Famer, bro. Well, he should be. <laughs> uh, I agree. He should also be in the Vegas Hall of Fame. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number nine, take us into it. Sorry, I was enjoying this, uh, this deadhead IPA. Uh, number nine is a multi combination. Uh, and I guess it's kind of cheating, but it's not really cheating since it's one guy, Jerry Rice. Most receptions, 1,549. Most receiving yards, 22,895. And most touchdown receptions at 197. What? That's so ridiculous, dude. Larry Fitzgerald is 171 receptions away from his record. Bro, Larry Fitzgerald's been playing football for like 16 years, dude. And is like a really good football player. And he's still at very least two to three seasons away if he keeps playing at his current pace. That is absurd, man. 22,000 receiving yards. That is, yeah. I mean, that's about as many beers as we drink in a year, bro. <laughs> that's, that's pretty impressive. And then 197 touchdown receptions, which I don't even think is even in the realm of anybody else's possibility. So Jerry Rice, number eight, Richard Petty, 200 all time NASCAR wins. I'll be honest. I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I don't know who's behind him. Yeah. A uh, lot of folk. Uh, well, I, mean, I know everyone's behind him. Yeah, yeah. But who's, I don't know who's close or who 
if if I don't even know if it's realistically beatable. It is it, not. Uh, not okay. it is, especially now with how how more balanced the sport is. It is not close at all. Uh, the David Pearson has one oh five. Wow. And uh, the probably the next name you would know Jeff Gordon, pr- pretty big NASCAR name, ninety three. Yikes. Uh, and then the only current active, I mean, my boy Dale Earnhardt had 76. Jimmy Johnson went on a really good run, had 83. <clears throat> Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch are still racing. Pretty dominant in the sport. 58 and 57. Yeah. It's not happening, man. Yeah, it no, is it's... so ridiculously far ahead. It's, it is it is almost the difference of him to other other racers as as another guy we're going to talk about to his, his peers. Yeah. So, and besides the fact, dope hat, dope facial <laughs> hair, bro. You can't even, can't even deny the hat and the facial hair. I think it's number seven. Is that me? Yeah. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> I thought it was you. Um, so, uh, Walter Johnson, hundred, 110. He's a baseball player. For those of you that don't know, 110 career shutouts over a 21 year career. That is a lot of baseball shutouts, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just blown away by that. He fell a little lower on our list because I looked at when he played baseball and he played for, for the Washington Senators from 1907 to 1927. That was, you know, the best, not necessarily the best baseball of, uh, of our time had been being played. That's why it fell so far. But I mean, 110 shutouts is uh, ridiculous. All right, Nolan Ryan, seven no hitters, uh, also holds the record for fastest pitch ever recorded. Do you have the speed on that? It was one hundred one point nine. I felt that was a, felt like it was a little low. Well, it does seem a little low, but I think it's just recorded pitch. I mean, yeah, uh, but yeah. So I mean, that's 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 wild. Like I guess I'm not such a. Big, I was like seven. That doesn't seem like a lot. But after thinking about it, yeah, that is that. See, I I that I think some pitchers maybe get like one or two maybe in their entire career. It's a big. It, it's like a huge deal. Yeah. To to ever have done it at all. Um so I mean, you know, Sandy Koufax is the uh is the next closest, I believe, at four. Yeah. Seven no hitters, that's pretty impressive. It is a tough feat. I wonder who has the most perfect games all time. There's only ever been twenty-three official perfect games ever that have ever done it which is pretty impressive. All right, so uh, take us in to number five. Number five. Uh, we have Jack Nicholas, 18 golf majors. Uh, Tiger is sitting at 16. Unfortunately, we never, we don't know if he'll ever hit that, uh, you know, based off of his recent car accident. Yeah. And which is sad. I mean, we're talking about, uh, we were, there was no question in our minds growing up, I don't, at least not in mine, Tiger wasn't only going to beat that major record, he was going to blow through it. Yeah. And then 2008 happened. And uh, Tiger went on the downslide. He's since won a major. You hope he can come back from, from this kind of stuff. Uh, but, I mean, 18 majors is a vastly high number. Uh, I am, you know, I'm... Golf is one of the hardest sports there is, and so to win 18, uh, 18 majors is an impressive feat. Yeah. 
All right, number four, uh, Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hit streak. Closest to him since he broke the record was Pete Rose with 44 games in 1978. That's uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, 56 games in a row, we were talking about it. I mean, we've you know not touted baseball on this podcast as much, but we have talked about the difficulty it is to do baseball things. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting, I mean, we're talking about the best guy. The best guy in your league is usually about 33% successful. (laughs) So to do it 56 games in a row is so absolutely absurd. I uh I, I don't I don't know that that record will ever be broken with modern day pitching. Yeah, no, not until they you know allow steroids. But at that point, steroids, the, the, the metal pitchers, bats, the pitchers will also be using steroids. Too. Metal bats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, take <clears throat> us into number three. Number three, uh, we have <clears throat> we have the overall gold or all the overall medal record, which is sitting at twenty eight. Michael Phelps has twenty eight. Olympic medals, 23 of which are gold, 13 in individual events, three silver, two bronze. What were you even doing on those those five races, bro? Come on, get it together. That could have been <laughs> five more golds on the list. But he's over he's over 10 higher than the next in line for gold medals ever. And I mean, is there was there anything was there much better in sports than watching the 2008 Michael Phelps show, um, aka the Olympics in Beijing. Eight gold medals that event. What a ridiculous showing. And it wasn't even close. He was out there winning races and stuff that he didn't even train. Like when yeah. he won that butterfly, I was like, that was it was so amazing. It was like, oh, it was my weakest, my weakest race. Yeah. Dude's like a legit fish. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, you know, repping the US of A. 23 gold medals, 13 individually. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's almost as cool as us. Yeah, what was really wild was after that, uh, the probably the world's biggest douchebag, Ryan Lochte, tried to like, oh. like follow his coattails into being oh. the limelight. And the whole world, I just love, was like, nope, nope. Well, nope. I love the fact that on that Olympics that he was supposed to break out 2012. Michael Phelps ended up winning like as many gold (laughs) medals as he did when he was done. I mean, this was post Michael Phelps getting in trouble for hitting a bong, you know, like like this dude won 28 medals, uh, Olympic medals in his life. Dude's allowed to toke up if he wants. That's just part of the game, bro. You just got to be allowed to do it. Just as much outrage as that as Ryan Lochte pissing in public. I feel like people were equally as mad. I was like, these things are not equally. Well, you may have heard the equal amount of people being mad, but that's only because so few people heard about Ryan Lochte peeing out. It's like, no one cares about Ryan Lochte. He's terrible. (laughs) He's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. All right, number two, and this one's personally mine, number one, but this is number consensus. two. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr.'s Iron Man streak, 2,632 uh, in a row, over 500 more than uh, Lou Gehrig. I mean, you know, he died of Lou Gehrig's disease. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazy stuff happens, dude. I mean, yeah. you know, what are the chances he gets that disease? It's, it's like, it, it, I mean, I'm sure there are numbers. I'm sure there are numbers on, you know, the ALS diagnoses, but very small. It's got to be very small that on top of that specific one, on top of the fact that, you know, it's so rare of a disease, 
his name being Lou Gehrig is what makes it crazy. Yeah. Do you think he was set up for failure by getting that name? It, when his p- mom named him Lou, yeah, yeah, you were out. You were done. You're, you're. I mean, your name is Lou. Was yeah. it? You think it's Louis? You think it's like what, Louis? I mean, Louis is sick. Obviously, yeah. that's a dope name. But Lou is, um, you know, I'm weak on it for yeah. sure. I'm weak on the name Lou. I'm so sorry if we have any Lou's listening out there. Because I feel like Lou's can also hold a massive grudge. And we may never have another Lou listener yeah. if we continue this, this poor attempt at a joke. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> but um, Boom. Got him. Okay. Um, and obviously this is not Bobby's number one, but between the top two records... This one was the more obvious yeah. choice, especially for our podcast. It's one of those things where, like, I know I'm like in the minority. And I mean, that no, don't get me one. wrong, bro. Two thousand six hundred thirty-two games is impressive. Two thousand six hundred thirty-two games of baseball is more impressive. Okay, that's an impressive feat that he just stood through that many games. I mean, to do that and not have skin cancer—that's you know how many hours that is sitting in the sun or Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> Oh, that was shameless. That was shameless. Uh, Yeah, so Gretzky points record, 2,857 all-time points, most of all time by a significant margin, like over 900 points. Season point records, 215 in 86 and 87, or no, I'm sorry, 85 and 86. I'm getting my Gretzky years confused, but I was looking at the total points uh, most points scored in a season Gretzky has nine of the top 11 spots for points scored in a season including one through four I think he has like four over 200 point games bro that's it's so absurd games or seasons Assuming what did I say 200 point games he no he has <laughs> he has he has over four 200 point games, Bobby. A couple of them, I think, came against the Preds. Yeah. So that reminds me. So at our game uh, on Saturday, we were betting on uh, German basketball, and one of the teams was Bayern Munich. Well, I guess because I was looking up the scores today, it told, it, all it told me was Bayern Munich puts up 49. And I'm, and I'm thinking, boom. I'm thinking soccer. You're talking I'm, big time. And I'm like, yeah. holy crap, 49 goals. That's. Yeah, it's a lot of goals on our at, at our uh, at our game on Saturday. We did spend an, an inordinate amount of time in between the second and third period watching my phone <laughs> for the German basketball league update, which yeah. I did end up winning. Yeah. You know, six bucks to win 48. You take it every day. But, yeah, he had four 200 point seasons, a 205, a 208, a 212 and a 215. Whew. As that's phenomenal. He's the only player to ever have a 200 point season. So that's, yeah. uh, pre- I'd say that's fairly impressive. Yeah, just a little um, bit. Games of the week. Bobby and Brandon do the work so you don't have to. The best from around the NHL and what to watch.
All right, time to move into our joke of the week. The weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. Ooh, this one is nice. Reading through it, the wheels of justice turn extremely slowly. <laughs> yeah. This but, is you. This yep, is all you. Sorry, I was. No, you're good. Uh, federal authorities have charged a former Southwest Airlines pilot with indecent exposure for an incident they say occurred during a flight last August. Uh, Mike Hawk was the pilot in command of the plane during a f- uh, flight from Philadelphia to Orlando, Florida, according to one to a one page filing in federal district court in Maryland. Uh, according to the document, which was dated uh, on Friday, Hawk exposed his genitals in acts that began, continued and ended while flight 6607 on August 10th was in the air. Did not indicate the uh, the document did not indicate the circumstances and who might have witnessed the incident. Uh, yes, I'm uh, I'm Captain Michael Hawk. Would you like to see my name? Like this, <laughs> I feel like what happened was this was actually uh, a porn star who thought he was thrown up to a role as a pilot. How do you get an indecent exposure as a pilot? Like my understanding of the pilot game is like you can pretty much pipe down whoever you want whenever you want to. So like usually. Aren't chicks just asking you to pull up, whip out your dongo? Like, you know, like, I just don't get how, who's this Do you like, think he changed his name to that because he wanted to be a pilot? Oh, no Or question. do you think because specifically he wanted to pull his dong out as a pilot? I think that, I think that there's a twofold answer. I think that both, all of the above, when this dude was becoming a pilot, little Steve Jimerson, he's like, I'm going to be Mike Hawk. I want to be a pilot and I want to whip my dong out. On the way to Baltimore. (laughs) That was this kid's dream, dude. Do you think that pilots kind of have like a, uh, like how it is with SAG where you can't have the same name. So he he couldn't go with H-A-W-K. He had to go with H-A-A-K. He's like, I'm Mike Hack. (laughs) He's just a Philly boy. He's like, yeah, I'm Mike Hack. My goodness. But see, my favorite part is how this happened in August. We're just now getting any information on a on a filing of any type of any type of incident we are well far out sick can you imagine just like six months down the line somebody rolls up and was like hey you remember that time you showed your dong on that plane well apparently southwest found out because he quit he left the the airlines and then southwest found out about it you know they're thinking that's too late bro they're like um okay oh wow mr cock you have a large penis i'm so sorry (laughs) We have to arrest you because that's a weapon of mass destruction that you've carried on a plane there. I mean, it has to, he has to have a, have a nice penis, right? Like you don't just whip out. I mean, I guess people that whip out their penis willy nilly don't necessarily have the nicest of penises, but I mean, dude's a pilot. I mean, he's gotta be, he's gotta be hanging trout, right? I mean, I mean, if it took from now, from now and it happened on August, that means there's a lot of folks that saw that dong that did not say anything. They were not say see something, say something. They said that was nice. That was a good little good little trip to uh, where were they going to Orlando? I think they're going to Orlando. Yeah, Philly to Orlando. First of all, how do you even arrest somebody for a de- indecent exposure? They're going to either like from and to those two places. Philly to Orlando airspace should be totally clear to whip out your Johnson. Yeah, that's I'm all that's all I'm saying. That was like the least bad thing that happened in either of those two places 
during that time frame. What do you think is dirtier, that flight or the weekly or the maybe even the the the, the Sunday night flight from Vegas to L.A.? Sunday night flight from Vegas to the weekly LA. flight that, you know, all the performers are taking and all the degenerates who make their weekly trip out to Vegas. They usually they're usually going to PJ it, right? They're going to. Uh, I don't know, yeah, man. bro. You go party for the weekend in Vegas, dude. You don't take a commercial flight yeah. at home. I guess because <laughs> the ones who are in really rough shape lost money. They couldn't get on the plane. They are there. Yeah, exactly. They're walking. <laughs> exactly. Mark Cuban just runs a shuttle service. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so, I mean, I'm sure those are pretty rough. But probably, like, you're definitely not going to get arrested for whipping out your penis, right? And the way it's worded, it started, continued, and ended on the flight. Like, how do you long think was he, that out for? Do you think he, like, Nick Swartzens it when he was, like, standing at the front of the thing? <laughs> what He's time like, is hey, it? We, hey, uh, hey, what's, hey I'm, so, I'm so drunk. Can you tell me what time it is? And he had his penis over his wrist, yeah. like, as a watch. <laughs> like, this happened last year. Like, <sighs> Yeah, you know he like uh, that's wild that it took this long for the news to come out, and he still hasn't been arrested. Like, can they just not find him? That's definitely like he definitely changed. He he's already changed his name. Oh, dude, dude, Wait, is is this Leonardo DiCaprio? Was this one of his roles in like when he was like a pilot it. for a little bit and Catch Me If You this Can? This dude is finally getting an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> a <laughs> real Oscar. Does a real yeah a real Oscar? Not for that. What is it like? The Revenant or whatever. It was a good movie, bro. I, I never saw it, but it seems like they just gave it to him no, because it was, if you, if you, okay, first off, if you've never seen it, watch it. It's a very good movie. Yeah, it just seemed like a And you get to see him get raped by a bear? Yeah, I'm just, you know. Like I'm pretty sure they show penetration. Yeah, it's like look, man, I usually like to watch my bestiality clips completely separate from other things. But I mean, things. he sells it. He's such a good actor. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. He's committed but like, to the scene. But like now I got to stop the movie, unzip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right let's move into our pop culture segment uh we're running a little bit over uh we're gonna talk, just gonna talk a little bit about uh the snyder cut and the loki trailer uh what did you think i i love it i'm gonna watch the snyder cut again uh eventually but it, it was amazing uh yeah it was really good it did it's, it's exactly as you said it seemed like i was watching a completely different movie with like pieces of movies that I've seen, like yeah. almost like a deja vu watch. It was good. I liked a little bit more of the backstory on flash. It was, it was still justice league to me. It was pretty Batman and Superman heavy, which yeah. I'm not a huge, huge guy on. It was good though. It was, I mean, it was a very long four hour movie. I would say worth it if you're yeah. interested in that kind of stuff. For I sure. want more movies that length and I need more. I need more. I wonder how many other movies that were just so bad. Did it you, would be better with like the director's cut. Did you hear that? Um, like P I, I Peter mean, Jackson is releasing the director's cut of Lord of the Rings. Going to be like eight days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I think more movies that are just known as bad should just like, you know, like, for example, you ever see the movie Hot Rod? Uh, Do Hot Rod, okay. the director's cut? Okay. I'll be honest. I've never seen it, but I assume it's not great. Uh, it is amazing, is it? dude. It is so funny. Now, this is me as a younger kid watching this. So I don't know how much it carries on. Dude, Andy Samberg and 
Dude, that movie slaps, dude. I love that movie so I'm much. I might actually have to watch it because I didn't oh, know. Dude, I guess in my head, it. I didn't realize Andy Samberg. I thought it was Michael Sarah was the main role. No, my okay. uh, Andy Samberg, uh, Bill Heater is in there. Hater, uh, yeah. Hater, I'm sorry. I want to say Heater. I'm thinking of Napoleon Dynamite. I guess. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, Kenny Powers. I always forget his, his name. He's just Kenny Powers to me. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Powers is in it. Um, Danny McBride. Yeah. yeah. He's in it. I mean, it is a, it's a funny movie. Now, again, I say this as a, I loved it so much in like late high school. I can't guarantee that it's still great, but uh, it was great. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Just bad movie. I mean, you know, we've been talking up trying to get a season eight redo of Game of Thrones. Uh, I'd be interested in getting that, getting that re uh, re skewed. Um, I mean, there's probably lots of stuff that we could talk about being redone that would be better. Uh, the Last Jedi. You know, I wouldn't hate the... I mean, again, the movie The Last Jedi in itself, just standalone, isn't a bad movie. But just in a set of nine, it's not great to yeah. me. It doesn't fit in well. Uh, get another shot at that, maybe. Yeah. You know, you got uh, maybe all the Matrix movies <laughs> pretty much as a, as a general rule. I just remake those by, you know, not making them. Well, you know, I liked them. Yeah. And you loved them. All right. Let's move into the Loki trailer. Uh, it looked amazing. Yeah. It looked okay to me. It was, it was, it was. And when I say amazing, <laughs> I overspeak a little bit. You're just it, excited. It's, it's just more excited because it's Loki. I am also very excited about it. I, the trailer has left a lot to be imagined. I will say that when it, I was, I didn't have my glasses, when I watched it, it was on the, my, my, my main TV and I didn't have my glasses on. I was like, man, Pedro Pascal sounds a lot like Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, why does he sound like Owen Wilson? And I watched it again with my glasses. And I was like, oh, because it's Owen Wilson. Because it's Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward, to, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with, if it's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with him. He plays Loki so well. I don't know. I mean, at least maybe as far as the trailer goes, I don't know if I'm sold on the premise. Yeah, that much. is what I, I, that's why I'm thinking like, listen, I don't want to turn into like a suicide squad. I'm hoping we got a fixed time. I'm hoping that in the first thing, I'm hoping that's like a super like even I hope that Loki's like, yeah, this is dumb. I'm just going to be Loki real quick. And because yeah. I, what I do hope is that, he, I mean, he's he's the trickster God. I hope that they don't like always have an upper hand on him and like they're fooling him. I hope really early on he's like, you don't fuck with Loki and he turns the tables on them real quick. Yeah, I just, you know, I was just like a little confused because he's supposed to be helping fix time and everything. But like, why would he want to do that? But like the sorcerers, like, isn't their job to like keep reality on, on point? I think like, they keep reality and there's like, they, those guys kind of help keep time. Like they have the ability. I don't know. Oh, listen, we'll find wham. out. I'm assuming. All right, we're running a little bit low on time, so let's uh, jump right into our question from the internet. Pretty simple uh, question. Fight a croc, or hold on. Croc. Fight a croc or fight a gorilla? To me, this is an easy one, right? Yeah. yeah. People online were split. You know, there is video Ow. There is video evidence of humans beating crocs. Show me a video of a human beating a gorilla. Literally, in order for, you, for that crocodile to bite you, it has to close its eyes. And they cannot bite upward they don't have the bite strength upward you get their mouth closed yeah. bro cover up now, their eyes if you get Gucci. now if you, you mess up and get caught by one they definitely you're done no we'll see but yeah oh as opposed to getting caught by the gorilla that you're fighting and then you're gonna be gucci <laughs> you're gonna be no problem 
when the gorilla captures you. I mean, listen, it's still a problem. He might be like, I'm not going to kill you, but you're putting this diaper on. You're my bitch now. Bro, like, look, getting getting your leg rolled off on a death roll from a crocodile seems like, dare I say, bananas compared to getting captured by a large scale ape or even a chimpanzee for for any type of person. Yeah, I, this one's no yeah. question. You zigzag from the crocs, you know, you got monkeys are, we have, we have advent, like if it was in the water, you know, I mean, obviously the crocodile has the advantage. We sort of have the advantage on land against a crocodile, not super, but a little bit. We have, there's not a point in earth where we have the advantage over an ape or a chimpanzee. Maybe skydiving? No, I would say no, absolutely not. They are aerodynamic and they will, they're going to float across the sky to you and murder you midair. I just do. I don't think that there's any aspect of anything that I. Yeah. Now, I want to be clear. Chances are you and I, we might not survive either one of those fights. Oh, I'm, yeah. the croc is the croc is killing me. You've asked me for a preference. Here. Yeah, it's more about which way. So I almost think that the gorilla might be the quicker death. Oh, sure. If we're talking speed, like just a straight up. Like just knock we're me here out. For the, we're here for the content and the views, though. Yeah. So I would imagine we're filming us fight these animals, and so like I feel like we're gonna get a much more entertaining video. We might just have from to nose goes in, and since Davey's not here, he might get the one who has to film it, or he might have to be the one who does it, and we film it. That's true. We'll just hey, Davey, you've got to now fight a crocodile yeah. and a gorilla. Yeah. So, <laughs> so don't mess up on the first one because we need sorry. both. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We need you to stay alive. We're gonna let you face the croc first. Yeah, because we need you to be alive to die to the gorilla yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, let's move into what's snapping your stick bobby and brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks all right uh how do we got one this week me too. And uh, that is, uh, the, I, I kind of understand when they do this with an injury, but when there's a big foul or a controversial call and the camera crew, like they start showing the replay and you think they're going to show it, but then they just stop Cut right off. before you, the point you need to see. And it's like, why dude? Like I get when it's like a fight and like the, you know, whatever the, the, the networks. Like, I don't No, Like I, I hate it. And I, but I, the networks are like, Oh, it's not glorify this. But yeah, no, the, the camera crew not showing the part that everyone wants to see, which is the, the injury or the and I get like if it's a grotesque injury, maybe the network's like, hey, let's not show the the bone popping out. But you want to see what happened on yeah. the play. But for like, sure, a foul, like a controversial foul. Like there was even one in that bailey. And I was like, I want I don't know what the call was. And they're like, oh, well, then they just showed like the bat, like the 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 move before it, and then they cut off right before the reach in or whatever. And it's like, what the heck? Like, why? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I I'm sure I've done this one before. I wrote it down to do it later, but just I'm gonna expand on it. There, when they invented TVs and sports, I'm pretty sure it was pretty immediate. They found the right angle to show me the sports, okay? Right in the middle, going back and forth so I can watch the whole field. Where, where, are we at, are we at some film festival? Are we at, at con right now? Why are they giving me these weird angles of the basketball game? Like it is fun to watch up from the third level angled down backwards where you can't see anything. I think some new angles, for example, when, when uh, 
sometimes during hockey feeds, you'll see like a feed that's almost looks like it's above and behind the goalie. And I, I kind of enjoy that way. Well, it has to be selected. Let me tell you, there is one huge difference in hockey and basketball is that hockey has large walls all the way around and they're playing with a small black puck on the ground. So I can understand the changing. There is at no point that the <clears throat> three quarter court backwards angle from a basketball game is necessary. You can see everything from the side angle. It just wears. One thing out. I will say is I I love the you know the standard basketball camera angle except for when you play basketball games. I don't like it in that. I like no. I like it behind. No, you gotta the be offense. you gotta be third person yeah. from behind. Yeah. yeah, but again, you know, if you're watching both teams, it's more yeah. enjoyable experience for sure. For sure. Mine is a twofold. It is technically only one, but it is so, something that fits in to both worlds so good. The overzealous security guard, again, sports and non-sports, uh, we have, they're, they're over at the Tavern 96 entrance. They got some super cop over there now. That I actually is... complained about him on the official uh, complaint form. That Good. They, yeah, they he have... is horrendous. Uh, after that game, they sent me like a form like, hey, how was your experience? And I was like, hey, th- this is the issue we had. Yeah. I mean, look, we've done the same thing every time. Like, look, I... I'm not saying don't do your job, but you don't have to be Rambo while doing it. Okay. I'm just coming in to try to watch a hockey game. There's like 17 of us here. Okay. You're going to be all right, sir, sir, sir. You got to step this way, man. Maybe be more clear before I start stepping one way, you know? And so, yeah, that guy's, that guy's been, been irking me. But then, you know, I mean, just in general, the security guard that, you go somewhere and he's just he just wants to control everything that is going on. Nobody can do anything uh, under the nose of, you know, Paul Blart over here. So, yeah, I, just the overzealous security guard snaps my stick. Sports, non-sports. Again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying don't do your job. I'm just saying don't take it too seriously, bro. You know, it ain't that big of a thing. Uh, but, all right, guys, uh, that about wraps up this week's show. Stay tuned for the fantasy show later this week. Uh, remember to uh, download and comment. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod. <laughs>